Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of The Psychic Wives. I am Jerry Carabin. And I'm Ginger Hendry. I almost, it's funny, I almost said I'm Ginger Hendry. <laughs> why, but anyway. So today we are going to handle, we're going to talk about that word that nobody wants to talk about. <laughs> we're going to talk about meditation. Now, before you all go, ah, no, no meditation. Um, we want to talk about the different types of meditation because I think Ginger, you, you probably agree with me. This comes up in some of my readings when I'll be, um, you know, talking to, to someone and, and it'll come up for them that they need to spend time meditating or something like that. And everybody's like, ugh. And I have to explain to them, meditation can be a lot of different things. Yes. Yes. Meditation it is sitting down, you know, with your legs crossed and your hands in a mudra with your eyes closed and a candle lit saying a mantra. There is absolutely that type of meditation. But the point of meditation is to release as much thought as you possibly can to release thought. Now, a lot of people are like, well, meditation is to get rid of all thought. Right. But it's impossible to get rid of all thought because if you're getting rid of all thought, you're thinking about getting rid of all thought. Well, here's interesting. Yesterday I read some, somebody, uh, and I don't remember, was probably on social media somewhere, but somebody made the same comment and said, you know, that people say I'm worried because thoughts are coming in. And they said, well, here's the, here's the, the announcement. Thoughts are coming in because you're alive. <laughs> when yeah, thoughts right. aren't coming in anymore, you're not here. So you should be grateful. <laughs> Exactly. Grateful that, that thoughts are coming in. Right. So it's not, it's a, it's more about quieting the mind. Okay. So, so yes, there is that type of meditation where I'm sitting there and I've got my eyes closed or sometimes my eyes are open and I'm focusing on a candle or something like that. And I'll be just saying a mantra or something and a thought will come in. Many people you know, trying meditation or like, oh crap, a thought came in, shoot, I'm doing it wrong, like this. Well, a thought comes in and you just say, okay, I'm just gonna not think about that. Yep. And then you go back and I'm not just gonna not think about that. You're always gonna have thought coming in. So what we wanna kind of talk about today are different ways that you can find um, that place, that peace, that relaxation, that is meditative. Does that make sense the way I said that? <laughs> yeah, it definitely does. Cause you're, cause you're right. Really what you're trying to do is quiet the mind. And when you quiet the mind, you're quieting the body, you're lowering your blood pressure, you're lowering your breathe, your rate of breathing. You're in sort of a, a different state. And it doesn't mean that you still don't have thoughts because um, yeah. they are still going to come in. You just don't attach to them. You let them go by. Yeah. And here's the other thing meditation can be actually focusing on just one thing. So we're gonna to start to give you some examples of ways that you can meditate, and I'm using air quotes, and we will be on YouTube, so you can see the air quotes, but those mm -hmm. of you listening on Apple or Spotify or whatever aren't seeing the air quotes. So these to me are forms of meditation. Um, so I'm gonna start with, um, like moving meditations or yoga, okay? So I was a registered yoga teacher. I used to teach yoga. Yoga to me is a very meditative thing. 
because it's very difficult to do yoga while you're saying, oh, wait, did I empty the dishwasher? Did I, because you, you're going to fall probably. There are some things you're in a thing and, and you're focusing on, okay, bring my right shoulder back, bring my right hip back. Where's my hand? Where's my foot? I've got to be, act so you're thinking about that one thing. And at the same time, your body is stretching. So there's endorphins and, and all that, that good stuff going on. So that's a great example of, you know, I'm doing a yoga practice for an hour and I'm only thinking about that yoga practice as opposed to, like I said, the dishwasher or the bills I have to pay later or something like that. Because as soon as you start doing that, you're gonna find you start to wobble or something in your practice and then it brings you back to the practice. So it's very similar. So if you're sitting there doing regular meditation, I'm gonna sit here and say that this mantra, oh, a thought came in and just gonna push it, push it away. So does everybody see, I'm asking for yes or no and I'm sitting here looking at you. Do you see how that could be you're in an, um, a, a yoga pose, you're trying to hold that pose, you're thinking about your body and how it feels and what needs to move. If you start thinking about the dishwasher, you're gonna start to wobble. That's, that's what happens. So yoga can be a great um, meditation. Um, stuff like Tai Chi. Um, now I don't do Tai Chi, I've always seen it and it looks so cool. But Tai Chi is like, you're really focusing on, okay, right, you're, my right hand is moving forward and now it's moving back and I'm stepping back. Like there's a, a very specific movement to it that you have to be focusing on. If you start to focus on something else, you're gonna be like, oh wait, where am I? Kind of thing, right? Um, yeah, whether the for, for a lot of people, movement is the key. You know, we have a lot of people with itchy legs. <laughs> um, yeah. You know what I mean? That 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 really um, can get anxious to sit in one spot. So I think something like yoga or um, uh, Tai Chi, and we'll talk about other ones as well, you know, in exercise are good for those people that don't do well sitting still. Don't well, do well sitting still, which also brings up, I've talked to people before, like, so Ginger and I both do intuitive coaching sessions where it's just the human, yes, we do animal communication, but we do just the intuitive coaching sessions where it's just with the human and what's coming on. And a lot of times, like I said before, that's when I will get a, um, oh, you need to spend time in some sort of meditative place or a zone. But a lot of times I'll get that, oh no, this person is not gonna be the one that's gonna be able to sit and do this. So I'll be led to say nature you know, walking or whatever. Ginger, I know you do a ton of walking outside. I do a ton of walking. And for me, and, and the nature piece for me is really important because I feel the best when I'm outside um, in general. And yeah. so if I'm anxious or if I'm worried or if I, if I want to be in that meditative space, then I am walking. For, for me, that's my thing. Um, but you can meditate that way. I've heard for, from walking by counting your steps, if that's it, mm. or being mindful, visually mindful of where you are you know, I can hear the birds, I can see the beautiful colors, I feel the breeze, you know, you're very mindful of where you are in the moment. Um, and I've heard a lot of runners. Um, and, and it's the, um, the repetitive hitting the foot on the ground, you know, um, keeping them mindful in that space as well. Um, yeah. Because it works for them to be moving. So, And that makes sense to me, like the nature thing, um, cause I know people are going to say like, oh my God, but yeah, you're outside and you're taking a walk and you're still thinking about the, the you know, the dishwasher or the, the, the whatever. But 
what I find when I'm outside, like I live at the beach and I will go for long walks on the beach. And yes, I may start out that way. Like when I'm walking on the beach, I'm like, oh, I forgot to do that or oh, I have to do that or, I, or, or whatever. But then it's almost, I'm with you about the nature thing, Ginger. It's almost like it just happens where you're like, oh, feel that sun. Oh, yeah. listen to that wave. Oh, look at that bird. Oh, that it's almost like when you're in nature, you can't, it, it like automatically happens to me. It automatically happens to me too. And there's just this sense for me of gratefulness, always gratitude when I'm outside. It's like, how lucky am I can feel the wind? Um, yeah. You know, I can see the sun, it's lifting me up. I mean, yeah. for me, that's my spot. You know, for somebody else, maybe being outside isn't the thing, maybe it is the running or the movement right. uh, as opposed to the nature piece. So, you know, when we're covering all of these, these things, what we're really saying is it, um, it, there are different practices for different people in different ways. And you it's can still okay. Yeah. And it's okay for you to find your thing. And I like what you just said about the nature. And that's what happens to me, I guess, on the beach is it's just like you start to, um, it's, it's not so much that you release thoughts when it's that kind of walking meditation in nature or beach or something, it's that the thoughts that are coming in are like good thoughts. So you may, so I may start, here's an example. I may start that beach walk and I may be like, you know, oh, I forgot to do this, or I got to remember to go home and do this, or I got that meeting tomorrow, or I've got whatever. But then once you're walking, you're like listening to the wave and listening to the birds and feeling the water on your feet or the sand on your feet or whatever. And it shifts your thoughts to how awesome is this? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, oh my God you know, I feel that sun or I feel this is amazing. So it's shifting your thoughts and that's okay if, if you don't have, so in other words, I think one of the big pieces that we're saying is don't go into meditation thinking I have to have as little thought as possible. Yes, that's some forms of meditation, but it's okay if you have meditation that's just shifting your thought into right. positive things. Um, it also made me, what you just said before about the sound thing, there is something called sound meditation where, and I don't know if it's sound meditation, a friend of mine, my Reiki master told me it's either sound or conscious something, but you're, you're just focusing on the here and the now. So in other words, when you're in nature, what you just said, Ginger, like, oh, I can feel, I can hear the crunch under my feet as I walk on leaves or whatever. I can hear that squirrel chirping. Now I hear the wind rustling the leaves. Now I hear a bird. Now I hear a deer moving through whatever. So if you just go from sound to sound to sound, you're in the present and you're focused on that one thing. Now I understand I'm saying you know, the squirrel, the blah, 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 but you're focused on one thing at a time. Right. Do you know what I mean? And I think that's what it is, a focusing on one thing at a time or a shifting from negative to positive. Right. Okay. What other forms of, and it can be everyday things, yes. gardening. I'm not a gardener, but you hear people that are gardening that they're like in the zone. Oh my God. They're in the zone. And there's that nature thing. Again, their hands are in dirt. Right. You know, in, in shaman school, we call that, you know, Pachamama is the, the mother earth. Yeah. Your, your hands are in that dirt in nature. And there are people that can sit there and plant bulbs for three, 
excuse me, three hours. Right. That's their zone. That's what works for them. Um, I'll tell you one thing that, that this was several years ago um, that I took up uh, knitting. And I'm not a crafter. I'm not a very crafty person, but my sister wanted to go and I went to support her. She ended up leaving. I ended up staying for years. I did this knitting group. Um, and at the beginning, it wasn't pretty because I didn't know what I was doing. So it was very aggravating. And one time I remember my husband saying, I thought this was supposed to be relaxing. And right. I you know, because I couldn't get the, the stitches or whatever. But once I really learned to knit, the one thing um, that it, it I, I almost if I was anxious or I had a rough day or whatever, where you might think, oh, I'm going to go home and have a glass of wine, I would be like, where's my knitting? And yeah. for me, baby blankets, only because the, this one particular pattern that I have that I've done a whole bunch of baby blankets on was counting, you know, let's say, I don't remember what the exact pattern was, but 10 knits to two pearls to 10 right. knits. You're counting Yes. And your hands are moving and my eyes are engaged and I don't really hear anything yeah. that goes on outside and it's very calming. So a craft, knitting, a craft. painting. Crocheting. I, I used to crochet and it wasn't like, I'm not like great at it so I can make these like elaborate kind of things. And I purposely didn't create elaborate kind of things because then it was like, okay, wait, am I doing this right? Am I doing this right? And that could cause me personally to overthink. Like for you, it was like counting, whatever. For me, that was like, almost irritating well yeah. like you said in the beginning uh you know frustrating but what I would do is um there's a lot of hospitals that will give you the dimensions of blankets for their um like NICU units yep. or you know so I would just have the dimensions and I would literally just do the same stitch back and forth back and forth back and forth back and forth till I had that thing but there was counting but it was like okay I need to go 32 across right 32 across 32 across, you know what I mean? So you're focusing on that one thing. One of the other reasons that was good for me is uh, you had mentioned like not restless leg, but you gotta be moving. Right. Um, to me, the hands constantly doing this thing. Yes. My, I tend to be, my, I'm, I'm twitchy. I'm a, you know what I mean? I'm twitchy, I'm always moving. Do you know what I mean? So that kind of um, takes up that thing. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. so the counting plus the hand. I'll tell you, um, uh, and then I want to go back to this counting thing. I don't know if you, I found this um, months ago, like online somewhere, and it's called like diamond art or something. Yeah. And I was like, God, that looks so cool. That looks like I would be like totally in the zone, totally in the zone. And, and um, then I went to, um, I went to get a pedicure and she had on her wall, a piece of diamond art that was in the shape of a, an ohm. Um, yoga, um, whatever. And um, I was like, oh my God, that is so cool. I was looking into that. And she said, it is one of the most Zen things you will ever do. And I have since bought this thing. And all it is, is a kind of like a canvas. Yeah. And it's got um, a painting on it. So think of paint by numbers. Yeah. Okay. But where the numbers or letters are, you have these tiny little plastic, like they look like diamonds but they're plastic, they're obviously not real diamonds. And then you have this little tool that you pick up this tiny little diamond that's the color of one and you put it in the one. Pick up another, put it in another, pick up another, put it in another. And it's it seems absolutely ridiculous, but I'll, I'll be doing that and I'll look up, it'll be three hours later. Yeah. And it's not that I'm not thinking 
about other things because things will come in. But to me, it's more of you have to pay attention to what you're doing. So you're not in an agitated, you can't think of agitating things. No, you're more mindful of being in that exact moment. In that exact moment. Right. So I hope you're all getting that, you know, a lot of different things can be meditative and meditation is so good for us, but we don't want you to think that that piece is you have to sit there you know, saying ohm for a half an hour. Ginger, go back to the counting thing because that's a big one for a lot of people. Yeah, for, so for me for counting was the, the knitting piece works really well for me. And it's not that I have to keep track of the counting. I mean, I am, but I'm, I'm not, that's not, it, it's the repetitive of saying I'm, I'm doing one, you know, yeah. 10, two, 10, two. So I'm yeah, focused yeah. on that and my hands are moving. Um, so I'm not really thinking about it. But we talked a little bit about, um, we talking about the, the breathing for, I mean, the um, yeah, yeah, breathing to counting and stuff. Cause I know you said that you, I did years ago, I, I was telling Jerry, I did a 10 week um, um, meditation course through, I think it was Deaconess hospital in Boston. And so we, every week and for 10 weeks, we did a different type of meditation. And so one of the ones that I was struggling with was um, we, we will talk about TM, but I mean, it yeah. falls under TM. And that was, um, you know, like breathing and then repeating a mantra or a word or a phrase or whatever. And I struggled with it just for what we're talking about, because I had like monkey mind yeah. and I kept thinking, oh, my God, I, I, my, these, my thoughts were racing and then it would make me anxious and, you know, blah, blah. And what I found ended up helping with helping me with that was rather than a phrase or a word or whatever, I would count. And so I would take a breath in to the count of four. And then I would hold it for four and then I would count back from four. And that was my breathing. And it was easier for me than thinking of a word or a phrase or I don't know why. Um, right. More uh, practical for, for some reason. And it worked for me. And I still do that. If I'm going to meditate that way, I do the counting uh, and maybe just because I'm used to it, but it brings me quickly yeah. to, to go. But it was a while before I could not feel anxious about all my thoughts because they were, they were all over the place, you know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, the counting thing is really huge and the counting, like I, so I recently was taking classes, um, uh, psychic detect detective classes, you know, very similar to we do animal communication, we do intuitive, whatever you have to get yourself kind of in the zone and you have to kind of like release any weird energy that that's, that's coming up. You have to like kind of take control of your energy and get to a very clear spot. So one of the things that my teacher told me then was, um, and this, this works for me, but it doesn't work for me. So it's not my, always my go-to, but it can work for people. I, again, all about finding what works for you. So you would breathe into the count of one and then breathe out to the count of one and then breathe in for two and breathe out for two. And you do all that all the way up to nine. And then you breathe in for nine, breathe out for nine, breathe in for eight, breathe out for eight, breathe in for seven, breathe out for seven. So you go all the way up and then all the way down. And one of the rings she said, you know you're in the zone when you lose track of the counting because then you're kind of just like deep into the breathing and you're just in and out. And I will do that. Sometimes it'll work and I'll all of a sudden find I'm on like 18. Like I didn't mm -hmm. stop when I got to nine. I didn't turn around and come back the other way. So that's something good. When we would, when I was in shaman school, there was breathing exercises 
every morning. So breathing is a huge um, part of some, I'm going to say it's a huge part of all meditation. Yeah. Um, you know, whether you're, you're doing your mantra as you breathe in or breathe out, or whether you're, um, uh, you know, doing the counting thing, we would have breath exercises. And a lot of it was same with what you said, you'd breathe in for like four and then hold for four and then breathe out for four. What it is, is it's like telling your mind, Hey, you have to pay attention to what you're doing here. You have to be present, you have to be here. So if a thought comes in, it's gonna screw you up. So just push the thought away and um, bring it back um, to that thing. Breathing, huge, huge, huge. Even when you're out in nature, you're breathing. When we, we just talked about yoga, yoga, one of the first things um, that, you, that you learn and have to practice as yoga is a very specific breath. It's called ujjayi breath. You have to breathe. And yoga, and as you start to get into them, that's the first thing to go is your breath. Because then you start to like, <sighs> you got to bring it back to the breath, bring it back to the breath. Um, I, want, I want to talk about my experience with TM. TM is transcendental meditation. Um, and you usually are trained in it and they um, give you a mantra. And the mantra is not like, I am enough, I am enough. It's not that. It's a nonsensical sound because if you give yourself a mantra, that's like something like that, I am enough or I am love, or I don't know, whatever your mantra is. Um, as humans, I think we kind of get attached to that mantra. So I was saying this to Ginger before, like, suppose your mantra is I am enough, I am enough, I am enough. And then somewhere in there, you may be like, but am I, am I really <laughs> enough? Is there something else? Do you know what I mean? So now you're off on this, this whole other thing. The other thing that I thought was cool about TM is the way my instructors taught me is like, okay, so here you are sending your mantra, saying your mantra, saying your mantra. This may help with people that do that, sit down and try to meditate in the quiet. So something comes up and you release it. We as humans tend to look at ourselves like, oh God, I got monkey mind and I can't um, release that. If we can kind of shift the focus and oh, there's that thing. Oh, thank goodness I'm letting it go. So it's almost like a pivoting thought around this is bad that I'm, oh, I can't, I can't focus. I hear, here's this thing that's coming up. Why not turn it around? And this is how they taught me. And like, oh, that needed to come up and be released. Yes. So if you can look at that way um, in all sorts of things, even if you're in yoga, so I'm in yoga. Now I start thinking about that thing and I start wobbling. Oh, okay. I need to release that. So now I can get solid again. It's a slight shift, but do you see where I'm going with that? Is like, okay, that's where everybody's like, I hate meditation. I can't do meditation because right. I, I always have these thoughts. Have the thought and let it go. Right. And and let have the thought, let it go. You know, get over it. Right. Um, so some other ways that are really, really different. Again, think about the zone. I'm a big reader. And I can pick up a book. Now, normally I can't get in the zone if it's like a self-help book or something like that, because then you're, you know, sometimes you have like self-help book and you're, you're reading it and yeah, I don't do that. Yeah, I don't do that. Yeah, I don't, you know what I mean? You can kind of get down on yourself with the self-help book. I know. Get ideas, but you can kind of be like, mm, um, you know, but I read novels all the time and you're, it's almost like um, you can get yourself in a hypnotic state I remember when we were going to um, past life regression therapy training, 
we put clients in a hypnotic state, but it's not hypnotic, like, okay, cluck like a chicken. It's not. <laughs> we all put ourselves in a hypnotic state when we're in that zone. Somebody who's gardening, they're a little bit in that hypnotic state. Somebody who's reading a book, and that's one of the things, you read a book and all of a sudden you look up and you're like, oh my God, I've been here for an hour and a half. You were in that zone. Um, dancing, listening to some music. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if for me, music wouldn't work to really be in the zone unless I'm listening to like spa music, but it would work like we were talking about taking the walks. Right. Now I'm not thinking of bad stuff. I'm thinking of, oh, listen to the sound. Isn't it beautiful? And listen to these words. Aren't they great? And whatever. Dancing can be in the zone you're you know every now and then i don't know if you do this but every now and then if you've got music on and you're alone and you're in the kitchen and the best song in the world comes on you know and like start you know dancing all over the place that's a zen moment right you know where you're in that zone what other things things that oh we um remember when we worked with karen dendy smith um qigong right moving meditation there um so you know just a ton of different ways of being in that zone but not having to do that sitting down well i did want to bring up just one thing about and i and i kind of goes back to tm but meditation in general um in the 70s the late 70s maybe there's a doctor I'm, i'm in massachusetts a doctor that was i believe from harvard um, but anyway, but, but was in one of the Boston hospitals and he set out to prove, I believe that, um, meditation really didn't do anything. There was a lot of hype around it. Uh, and his name is Herbert Benson, Dr. Herbert Benson. And he wrote a book. He wrote two books. I think one was in the late seventies. One might've been in the early eighties. And it was the relaxation response. Oh my God. It was book. <laughs> beyond the relaxation response. Yeah. And when he set out on this journey to sort of disprove it, he was blown away. And he ended up traveling, I believe, the world. Um, and he was able to measure the, you know, see the, the changes that, that would happen and measure the, let's say, the benefits. So when yep. I said I took that 10-week class, I believe I was the second one to go through his clinic back, yep. it was probably 30 years ago. It was probably you know, more than 31 years ago, maybe. Um, and, I, and, and it was on this and what he ended up doing, and it might still exist, it was this 10 week meditation and every week was a different type. And then he started to, mine was, I think, honestly, I believe that mine was infertility. I think that was the group that I was in, but they ended up doing pain. They ended up doing infertility. They ended up doing cancer. I mean, they broke out the groups that way. And then they studied, like I had to give information back to the team, kind of where I was after having gone through it. Um, and they studied the effects on all of these different um, issues, let's say, with meditation. And so he's huge. The books are old, but honestly, it's worth a read. It's, it's yeah, and it's actually a, it's a quick read, too. It's not it's a, a big, quick read. Thick, thick book. It's interesting because when I was in college, it was my senior year of college. There was a lot of craziness going on in my world. And it was really funny because I it's not funny. It's weird, but this is so for weeks, my hands were really tingly and my feet were really tingly and around my mouth, 
was really tingly. And it's like, what the hell? Do you know what I mean? Like, what, what is this? There, there was no physical, you know, damage. Like I didn't fall or I didn't do anything like that. So finally I went to a doctor because it was like, I'm, I'm having, you know, it was around finals and it was, you know, I, I'm ha- I gotta, what is this? What's going on or whatever. He prescribed me that book. He said, because what he said was that I was in such a stressed place that I was actually hyperventilating, but I wasn't hyperventilating like, <gasps> like you would think, but I was breathing so shallowly yeah. to the stress that I literally was not taking in a bunch, enough oxygen. Yeah. So my body was in fight or flight, like pulling into the organs. So I wasn't getting the oxygen or blood flow or whatever. I don't know why it was the mouth, but the extremities. Yep. So it was my hands, my feet, and around my mouth. He literally prescribed it. Thank God. Yeah. You know I mean? Because there's a heck of a lot of doctors. Now, granted, this was years and years ago, 1986. Like, good Lord, I just dated myself bad. Um, my senior year of college, but it could have been very easy for somebody to say, here, take this pill. Right. And he literally said, I want you to go to the bookstore and find this book. Yeah. And, and I started because it was all about breathing. Yes. And I wasn't even aware that I was breathing that way, but because of the stress, I guess I was just, I wasn't taking big, deep belly breaths. I was breathing really, really shallowly for such a long time that that's what it did to me. So that's great that you brought that up. That's so funny. And I sure, I still have the book. I still have the yellowed pages and all. It's really kind of thin. Yep. It's an easy book and it's just a basic meditation kind of thing. Um, That is hysterical. It was awesome. It was an awesome book. It was an awesome book and really, really, really um, um, solidifies how much it is about deep breathing. Right. And, and, so that counting thing comes in wonderfully. Sometimes when I have trouble sleeping, I'll do the counting thing. I will start at a hundred and I'll count on the breath all the way down to one. Yep. You know what I mean? And, and I'll find, I, I rarely get there. Do you know what I mean? Cause I'm, I'm breathing so deeply 99, 98, you know, I'll get to 50 and then you're like 13. <laughs> you know, yeah. Get like, Cause you're, you're like, so, um, into it. That is so cool about that book. You should all run out and get that book. Yeah, I definitely would. I definitely would do that. Yeah. So the one thing we haven't talked about, um, that is one of my favorite meditations and they come in all different shapes and forms and whatever is guided meditation. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you can find them anywhere. You can find them on yeah. YouTube. You can find them. Wayne Dyer does one. I was looking at one yesterday. Cause I thought, you know, maybe we should do a guided med- meditation. And I was just kind of, we were both kind of looking around, but it was like an hour or some. So some are like super long. Um, some are short. My husband actually just, there's a, there's a, um, an app called calm. Yeah. I was just going to say that. Yep. I looked yeah, up and we have no affiliation with calm. So we're not trying to get anybody to, to do that or whatever, but I guess in the, in the app, you can, there's some freebies in there yeah. or you can pay like a yearly subscription and there's a ton of them. And some of them are literally like, I think just listening to rain. Yep. Some of them are guided um, you know, meditations and all the big guys, the Wayne, Wayne Dyer, you know, Joe Dispenza, all the big law of attraction guys and Abraham Hicks, who I listen to, they all have guided meditations. Again, I'm not, we're not affiliated with Abraham Hicks at all, but I, I study them and I have a bunch of their stuff. They have a series of meditations for 
like categories, sort of like what you were talking about. Like there's one for um, just general well-being. There's one for financial well-being. There's one for um, uh, relationship, uh, you, you know, that kind of thing. Um, and and health well-being, that kind of thing. Um, and what they do is, they, again, breathing, you're breathing in a very specific pattern while they're doing the talking. Now, those are just talking like law of attraction stuff, like life is well, you're doing really good, blah, blah, blah. So it does change your thought pattern. So if you go into it and you're like having a bad day and you're like, I can't, I'm, you know, hemorrhaging money or something like this, um, it, it can help shift you. But a lot of them are more physical, like think of your body right now is in this or in that. When we were in shaman school, we would do journeys. Um, and it was always funny because we worked really hard in, in shaman school. We would start at like 8.30 in the morning. We'd go till like 10 o'clock at night. So if they were doing one in the evening, you had to make sure not to lie down because if I lied mm -hmm. down and we were journeying, I would, and journey is like a guided meditation. We've done, did we do that here or in Facebook Live? The animal- we did Facebook Live, we did, yeah. Finding pop. your animal, um, your power animal or your spiritual animal. That's a form of meditation. Yeah you know, that guided journey. Um, so they're everywhere out there. Again, YouTube, Calm, Abraham Hicks, just, you know. I, just want, I wanted to mention this book. I haven't read it. I, I've only read the reviews and I am going to pick it up. Um, but I do see this guy on TV. It's Dan Harris and he's on, I want to say like the weekend of Good Morning America and he's a, an anchor. Um, and I saw him speak when he wrote this book and apparently he actually had a panic attack on air. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. yeah. He showed I remember that. And so he ended up on this journey of meditation. I, I assume he didn't want to have to do medication. I don't, I don't remember, but, um, and so he ended up writing a book that people rave about. And there is an app called, it's 10% Happier, I believe is the name of the book, totally Dan right. Harris. Um, yeah. And he does have an app, which I do believe is paid for, but there's tons of information on there. So for people that may have trouble, you know, in other places, you might want to look at that. I am going to pick up this book because- it was, it was, Do you know if the book's about like that whole journey, like what happened to him? Yes. And that's what it is. It's about- yeah. And so then that, how he overcame it. And, and he did overcome it. Um, but meditation, he, like, I, I, I want to say when I saw him do that interview, he was like meditation, you know, yeah. um, it, but, it, but he was desperate to find something and meditation really was it for him because he has anxiety. So. And there are a lot of people like, okay, so I have uh, this past year with a lot of stuff going on, I've had, um, and not craziness in the world, I had, you know, my cancer diagnosis, et cetera, there was a lot of anxiety, a lot of anxiety. And I would get to a point where it's like, okay, I'm having an anxiety attack. I am having an anxiety attack, like he did on air that time. And now I know, okay, I know what to do. And I know I'm going to breathe my way through. I'm going to own what I'm feeling right now. And I'm going to breathe my way through this. And the only reason I say that again is because the breath, you know, breath is breath and meditation is it's so, so, so huge. And it's funny. You said this guy, there are so many big wigs, big, you know, celebrities, personalities, whatever that meditate every single day. George Stephanopoulos gets up at like four o'clock in the morning and does TM. Jerry Seinfeld yep. gets up at like four o'clock in the morning, does TM. Um, and again, we're not pushing TM or anything, just a type of meditation. Right. Um, and they have felt that they, they'll be the first ones to tell you it changes your life. Yep. It, it changes your life. Um, I try to meditate in the morning. Um, I was 
really, really um, very boom, ritualistic. I would do that every single morning, meditate. And then, you know, working on fatigue and stuff. It's not like sometimes I won't be able to wake myself up in time. So I can't do that, but I do get it in, in the afternoon. Um, And, you know, you'll look at things like, you know, people that have Apple watches, there's a thing on your Apple watch that every so often you get ding, 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 and it'll say breathe. Yes. It reminds you to breathe. My point in saying all this is this is a big thing. Right. And, and, and big, you know, we're realizing as a human species, it's a big thing. And we need this because of the stress that is in our lives. And because we, and have you noticed that? I'll notice that sometimes when I'm sitting at my computer or whatever. And the next thing I know, my ears, my shoulders are like up on my ears. And all of a sudden I just go, and like, oh my God, I didn't even know how stressed I was. And then I will close my eyes and I will take big, big, big belly breaths. When we say belly breaths, that means like, you know, not breathing shallowly, like I was talking about. I'm breathing in really, really deeply and I'm pushing my belly out. Like I'm filling the whole torso with air. And then I'm exhaling, start from the bottom up. Right. You know what I mean? So bringing, it's almost like when I used to teach yoga, I used to teach people to breathe that way. Bring it in and feel, feel like the air is filling up a, a vase, you know, so from the bottom up. You know, yeah. so it goes your belly, you puff out your belly and then your rib cage and then your upper chest. And then as you blow out, you empty it the exact opposite. So and when I'm, I'm doing that too, te- you know, teaching that or, te- or walking somebody through that, I would say, put your hand on your belly. Exactly. Make sure you can feel that it is expanding and exactly. interacting. Yeah, yeah, exactly. For sure. Um, so yeah, any other types of, I guess it's just the whole point of this is it doesn't have to be that thing it's okay if thoughts come in, yep. just push them away or allow the good thoughts to come in. It's getting yourself in the zone. It's very, 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 very connected to the breath. But again, you can breathe on every third step or breathe on, or you know what I mean? Um, it's about being present and it is about letting go of control for a brief period of time. Um, but it can be all of these things right? and more. And the important piece is to do it the way that works for you, as opposed to the way that somebody tells you to do it. Right. You, you know what I mean? If you, now that said, I'm not going to say if somebody sits there and tries to do like meditation, you're, you know, sitting there, you know, eyes are closed, your hands are in a, a mudra and you're like, mm, you know, whatever. If you're like, okay, I gave it 30 seconds and it didn't work. Well, give it a little longer. <laughs> you know what I mean? You gotta, you gotta give it, you know, a chance, but you may find that that's not for you. You may right. find that counting is or whatever. I also try to, when I do meditation, I try to do 20 minutes. You don't just sit down and do 20 minutes. God, right. some people do hours. You don't just sit down and do 20 minutes, do five minutes, Right. do 10 minutes, work your way up to 15 or, or 20 minutes. The other thing that I like to tell people is that if I'm in a meditation, sometimes I may be in a 20 meditation and two minutes of that meditation were Zen-like. Okay. I got two minutes. Right. I'm not going to beat myself up. I, I tried to do it. Well, here's got- what happens. I think the better, uh, let's say the more practiced you are yeah. in it, um, yeah. and then you feel the benefit, then you want to do it. And you want to do it. It's like building a muscle. Like we talk about the building the psychic muscle, right? I mean, it's just 
repeating it and repeating it. So yeah. Ginger, when do you use meditation? I, I am probably more later afternoon or early evening. Um, only because of, you know, we're homeschooling, not homeschooling, but we're remote learning. So it's difficult yeah. earlier in the morning. So kind of whenever I can. And, and honestly, sometimes it's not that type of meditation. It's just what you said. I'm knitting. Right. I'm reading or walking. I do try to walk. I try to walk. I try to walk every day. It doesn't happen. And we're in Massachusetts and it's flipping cold out. But, yeah. um, you know, if I could do three or four days a week and sometimes I put headphones on and it's music. Sometimes I put headphones on. Yeah. And I'm listening to an audio book. Yeah. Um, it, it, but I'm moving, I'm physically moving my body and yeah. um, it, it works for me. So, and I think one of the, the things that, that if you can, if, if you can try to do some type of meditative exercise, we'll call it. And I don't mean exercise, you know, some type of meditative practice every day you are going to see and feel a difference. Yes. No You're question. absolutely going to feel um, that difference. I think, uh, Ginger, you and I also do a little bit. I know I do. I'm pretty sure you do. Like right before a session, yes. right before a reading. I'm not, I'm not going to do 20 minutes of a meditation right before a reading, but the five minutes before a reading, I have a ritual. I do too. And part of that is eyes are closed and I am... Um, managing my energy by usually breathing, you know, and just whether I'm doing that nine count or that four and four hold count or um, what, or just big, big, deep belly breaths, or whether I'm saying my mantra or whatever, there's a good five minutes before each reading where I'm doing some sort of meditative practice so that I am clear for that reading. You know what I mean? I mean, it just, I, I do the same thing and I'm very much into belly breathing because that brings me the most, you know, yeah. the, the quickest way to that zone. But I do have this practice that I've been doing for a long time, which may sound crazy, but I, I said, I like to be outside. I like to be connected. So I, my, I do a lot of readings from my sunroom, which faces conservation land. There's nothing behind me, but conservation land. So, and it's all windows. So I typically am looking out the window and I visualize, I'm going to say my essence, I'm going to visualize my essence leaving my body and up in the sky. And I can picture myself flying and moving. I can feel like all of what's hanging on me gets shaken out. Like that's my picture. Anything that doesn't belong to me shakes out and I'm moving. I can feel for me, I like the warmth. I'm in the clouds. I'm moving. And it's only a minute. Yeah. Yeah. And then I picture my essence coming back in all of myself, nothing else that's attached to me. Yeah. Um, and, and sort of cleaned out and it feels good to me. And it's just I mean, something that's, a, that's such a perfect thing to do. Like for everybody that you're at your desk and you're feeling all the stress and the phone's ringing on, you know, whatever it's a minute, right? It's a minute. But when you start to do little things like that and it's a minute, you're going to start to crave it. Yes, you do more and more and more and more and more. Yep. Um, to, to see that. So we hope you, so I want to do a little, I want to give you a little bit of a, um, let's do a little bit of an example. I'm not going to give, we're not going to do like a meditation or whatever. I'm just going to give you another example of what you could do. And I do this sometimes when I'm trying to sleep. So if you're driving your car, listening to this, don't try to do it. Um, <laughs> don't close your eyes and like whatever, but you could do this lying down. You could do this in your chair. You could do it before you go to bed. You could do it, you know, at lunchtime or something. It's a very relaxing kind of thing. So for me, what I do is I, I will 
you know, sit in a comfy chair. Um, or again, if I'm looking to go to sleep or, or something, maybe I'll, I'll lie down, but um, you can sit in the comfy chair. And, you know, a lot of people say, you know, feet on the ground, so you're grounded. I am not comfortable in like a regular chair with my feet on the ground. I always, my legs have to be like under me or they have to be up on something. So I don't pay too much attention to that. That's me. What you need to do is be comfortable. Um, and I do close my eyes and I take those big, deep, deep, deep belly breaths in and out and in and out. And I start at my head and I think about my head and I think about my brain and I think about the physical mass like inside my head and I feel, oh God, that's really cramped in there. I'm gonna let that go. And I envision everything that's in my brain just kind of bloop, 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 like kind of floating away. And I spend a, a, you know, a minute or so on that. And then I come down a little bit lower and I focus on my eyes. You know, am I squinting? Do I have the 11s between the eyes? Am I like really kind of in that focus mode in my face? And I like, oh God, let that go. And I'll focus on that for a little bit. I'll come down to my mouth. You know, you know, your mouth can get, you know, you might be clenching, you may be, you know, gritting your teeth or something like that. I focus on that with, and I let that go. And I move my way down my body, my shoulders, upper shoulders, like I said before, you can get you all of a sudden you realize your shoulders are up by your ears, like, ah, oh, and I let that go. And I'll just, again, move my way down the body. How do, you know, and I'll name those parts and my eyes are closed and like, okay, my biceps, am I clenching my arms? Am I holding on to stuff? And I'll be like, physically, okay, focusing on biceps, focusing on biceps, letting those go. Okay, focusing on hands, are my hands clenched? Or can I just blah, let them open up? How about my chest? Focusing on my chest, focusing on my chest. How about my belly, focusing my belly. And I, I, I obviously I'm going quickly down it, and but I, I wouldn't, I would be spending, sometimes I'll be spending, you know, three minutes around my eyes or my mouth or my throat. You know, sometimes it's like, okay, I'm not really feeling much tension there. So that's good. And I'll let that go and I'll move on to the next thing. The point is, as you're breathing, big, deep belly breaths, you're moving your way down your body from top to bottom, noticing what's there and letting it go. That's the piece, noticing what's there, letting it go. And it's, it all goes back to what Ginger keeps saying about being present, being in the moment. You, we often are just go through our day so quickly that we don't even realize that those shoulders are really tight. We don't even realize that we're breathing really shallowly. We don't even realize that our stomach is in a knot. We don't realize that our you know, thighs hurt because we're clenching them or whatever. We don't even realize it. So this does, you get your breathing in, you're, you're aware of how your body is feeling and if it is feeling poorly or clenchy or whatever, you're letting it go. And you won't go all the way down to your feet. And you just take your time, however long it needs to be for you. And you're at the bottom of your feet and you, you know, take those few breaths and, you know, open your eyes and you'll be amazed at what you found and how it feels now. So that's one of the things that I would like to leave you with. Even if it's just that, try that. That right. can be- I, I think to your point, any kind of a practice on a regular basis, if you think of it in the same way you think I take my multivitamin, yeah. I make sure I eat fruits and veggies, I'm yeah. watching, you know, that kind of thing, whatever the self-care, if you think of that in self-care, and a lot of people say, I am too busy, but you're not too busy to take 10 minutes a day yeah. or 10 minutes twice a day 
honestly, once you feel the benefit of it, you, you just cannot help yourself. You can't help yourself doing it. And it's funny because you're like, okay, that thing about being too busy. I used to say that too. I'm, I'm too busy. I don't have 20 minutes. I don't have 20 minutes. Right. But when you start meditating, things in your mind and things in your body shift. So you're actually more efficient. Yes. So you do have that 20 minutes. I know that sounds weird. Um, but like, like we've said, all those people, George Stephanopoulos and Dan Harris and da, 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 like they wouldn't give it up for anything in the world. Right. Like they would give up something else before they would give up their meditative practice. Right. You know what I mean? And I, the same thing for me, like yoga is part of my meditative practice. I wouldn't give that up for anything in the world because after I'm done, I'm like, Oh my God. Right. Wow. Do you know what I, I mean? The same thing with like 10 or 20 minutes of just TM or belly breathing. It's right. the same thing. So uh, any last words from you, Ginger? No, I just think again, whatever works for you, um, not to be tied to one particular way, or even if, if you start to get into a practice, maybe every day isn't a TM type meditation. Maybe it is a walking or a guided or just find what works. Um, I mean, you deserve it. You, you deserve that as part of your health care. And it doesn't matter that somebody else is saying, oh, you should do this type of meditation. This right. is the only one that works. No, that's not the case. What Ginger said, what works for you? What um, are you able to stick with? What brings you joy? What makes you feel a difference? So try some different ones. Um, and it doesn't have to be the same one every single day. Like I said, sometimes I'll do TM. Sometimes I'll just, I can yoga or whatever. Um, it's that, that breathing uh, thing. Um, so do yourself the favor and just find something, find something, you know, find something and do it. So we hope that helped because again, when you say meditation, people are like, ah, you know, right to the hills meditation, so hard, I can't do it. There are other things that are meditative. So thank you guys all so much for listening. Um, as always, uh, you can find us on our website, thepsychicwise.com. You can find us on our individual websites, which are on thepsychicwise.com. You can find us from there. Um, we are on Apple Podcasts. We are on Spotify. Uh, and we are going to go back to YouTube. Um, so we will be uploading things to our YouTube uh, channel there. And again, it's just The Psychic Wives. Um, we're also going to be doing more Facebook Lives. We've committed to do a Facebook Live every month. So please, please, please follow us on our Facebook page, just at The Psychic Wives. Um, where you will see when we have an event coming up or live readings, or we have some guests that are uh, coming on to uh, both the podcast, but then also um, the uh, Facebook Live. So definitely um, pay attention to that so you can see when those things are coming. We may have some other fun things coming up too. Well, book club, right? We talked book club. about- Oh my gosh, book club, yes. Uh, we are going to be making the decision um, soon for the book club. And I guess at this point, since it's the 11th, we'll probably pick a book for February. And then we will do, um, I think we're going to do a webinar, Zoom kind of thing. So we can all be on here and we can all discuss the book. And of course, the book is going to be something, you know, energetically or spiritual or some sort of great modality or something like that. Time to think of it. We should probably add that Dan Harris book to the book club. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That would, yeah. Yeah, that would be really, really super good. So um, we'll be posting in the Facebook group about all that stuff. So um, it's all coming up. So please, please, please um, hook up with us there. And also always feel free to, if you have any ideas or topics that you want us to cover um, or books um, that you want us to do, um, please head over there and reach out to us um, via that um, Facebook page and we will get to you. 
So thank you, thank you, thank you very much. Thank and you. we'll see you next time. Bye.